Welcome to Scoliosis Specialists Podcast, Episode 3. Today we're going to be talking about different types of scoliosis. So why don't you start off, Dr. <coughs> Brian, let us, let's start talking about, I know people always call and they wonder what type of scoliosis they have or they've been given a name of a scoliosis. So let's get into that a little bit. Well, it's, it's a pretty interesting subject, right? Because, um, I mean, there's we could go so deep into this and talk for hours on this, but we'll try to keep it short. So everybody talks about adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, juvenile scoliosis, adult scoliosis, degenerative scoliosis, all these kinds of things everybody knows about. What they don't know about is what caused them, right? So if, and, and then what happens to the body at that time? How does the bone grow? When you can find out where the genetic insult is, to the curve and what caused the curve in the first place, then you know how to treat it. And it's the same with, I mean, think about an adult scoliosis. They classify it as adult, but at one time it was adolescent. So 95% of the time, an adult that has scoliosis had it as an adolescent. There are times when, you know, they, they don't, they hit menopause and they have a degenerative scoliosis and it, it occurs then. But that's few and far between. We don't see a lot of that. It's mostly adolescent idiopathic or juvenile turned into adult scoliosis. So if we look at an adolescent idiopathic scoliosis and you're treating a child, you better know where that genetic insult is. And I'm willing to bet there's not a lot of people that know this. I remember um, years ago, we were able to spend a lot of time at St. Justine's Children's Hospital in Montreal, Canada, and we looked at thousands of MRIs, thousands. And we were laughing because I remember, um, you know, it's now it just seems so common to us to know exactly where that genetic insult was, is, but at the time, it was something that was really, really confusing. It was because you could look at different curves and, and you could look at two nine-year-old girls that have the same curve, but they were driven by something different. Exactly. 99% of the time, they're treated the same. <clears throat> we don't want to treat them the same. We want to find the genetic insult, find out what caused the problem in the first place, and then you treat that. And, and if you don't know where that genetic insult is, <clears throat> then potentially you could be treating the curve incorrectly. Isn't that right? I see it happen all the time, right? So I see something that's driven by a problem in the sacrum, a malformation in the sacrum, the way it grew, or the lumbar spine, and they're treating the upper curve. Or they miss an upper curve, um, and they're, they're treating the lower curve. And so if you're treating the wrong curve, you're going to get, you're not going to get the result you're looking for. And I think that probably would also impact what you're explaining Mm -hmm. to the patient in terms of any potential outcome, right? Because there are certain genetic insults that will not allow correction, for example, right? Well, it depends on when they come in. Right. right. So if they have a strong genetic insult at uh, T10 in the thoracic spine and it creates a huge deformity and they come in, it's 40, 45 degrees. The rib cage is deformed on both sides. And that that type of curve, you're not going to get a lot of correction on. Right. You might get some, but you don't want to be 
selling that correction and treatment. And that, that's what I was getting at because a parent hears 45 degree curvature and they call around different places and they may get, talk to someone that says, oh, 45 degree curves, we take care of those all the time. Yeah, we can reduce that to 20 degrees. But depending upon where that genetic insult is and the deformity to those bones, it may not be possible. Yeah, you can't really tell a patient that on the phone, right? Yeah. They have to be in front of you. That's you right. have to examine them. You have to see the flexibility of the spine. Mm -hmm. And so a, a curve can come in at 45 degrees and be very flexible, and you might be able to correct that down to 20. However, if it's a stiff curve, if you take that child and you bend them and it doesn't bend, you're not getting any correction on that. Right. So you'd have to heat them up to 1500 degrees and melt the bone and remold it like you right. do with clay. Right. Obviously you can't do that. So somebody that sells correction on the phone, um, I'd be cautious, you know, uh, to that type of treatment because you have to examine the patient first. There's no Absolutely. way, there's Absolutely. no way to tell and be honest with them. Right. So, but with all the information that we have, when we know the genetic insult, we know what's going to occur, what's going to happen. Because we've been doing this for 20 plus years, bracing and reading the research, we can actually look at a patient and look at their posture. Mm -hmm. And then by seeing their posture, we know what their x-ray looks like and we know where the genetic insult is because each subcategory of a classification of a scoliosis is very detailed. So if you take a uh, thoracic driven curve with a right shift, most people just say, oh, you got a thoracic curve and they go after the thoracic curve. But we need to look at other things in different planes, coronal planes, sagittal planes, trying to figure out how to treat this completely. I think that's one of the reasons why when I'm on the phone with our patients, you know, when they first call our office, I'm always encouraging them, if possible, to send us an x-ray because you can just see so much on that x-ray um, to give them more information over the phone. Obviously, we need to see them in person, but we can give a lot of information over the phone if we have the x-rays. You know, we've been doing this for so long that we can see, we can look at an x-ray and say, yes, you're a candidate for this, or this is what we'd recommend. Right. Um, however... There's oftentimes you'll ask me, right, can we get some correction out of this because they want to know, and you, what do you think about this curve? And, and it's tough. Without it's tough. patient in front of you. For you sure. know, sometimes you can see it and you can look and you go, you, you, we're going to get some regardless. You put a shoe lift, you get the shift, and there's not a lot of rotation. There's not a lot of deformity in the bone. And, yeah, we're going to get some correction out of that. But others, you have to see that patient. The, uh, the patient has to be in front of you, and you have to test the flexibility of the spine. Right. You're looking at age, right? Some kids come in, they're eight years old, their spine's rigid as can be. We have a couple in our Texas office, yeah. right? And the orthopedic surgeon said to us, this thing is so rigid and the child is so young. I We don't often see that. And we don't. However, it has occurred. So can you tell that parent on the phone that you're going to get correction? No. And also, we've had 40-year-olds that come in with very flexible spines, and we're surprised, wow, this person is so flexible, we're going to actually get a good bit of reduction in a curve. And I, I just did a consult today with, uh, with a 23-year-old male. Mm -hmm. He must have been 6'4". Mm -hmm. um, had a very high curve, but a big shift, and as I moved his body in that corrected position, it changed. So I know we're going to get some correction at that because he was very flexible.
And then the girl this morning that we braced, we were looking at her and her posture at first, and she has this big curve. It was measured at 47 degrees. She was recommended surgery. And at 47 with the shift she had, if you don't know the alternatives to surgery, you don't study them, you don't know how to treat them, then you recommend surgery. I understand that. Absolutely. So they were upset that. that the surgeon recommended surgery when this was available to them. But they can't be upset with the surgeon because he's just, it's what it he's is. <laughs> but he's a surgeon. And that's when that's you look at that, if you don't know an alternative that can correct that or help that or get them to where they can function as an adult, then you recommend surgery. So you can't blame the surgeon. Um, the only thing you can blame him for is not knowing everything that's available out there that's alternative to surgery. So I didn't know what we could do with her, but we took her in. We were able to shift her, move her, and just without the brace, putting her in the corrected position, derotating, right, D creating a detorsion and a shift and a bend, which we can do with spine core brace. You can't do with any other brace, right? It's three-dimensional. And we could see, as we did that, we could see the correction occur. So we knew we were going to reduce the curve. How much, we don't know, right? But when the 47 goes down to 37 or 35, and we've centered the patient, we've now avoided surgery. Now, in the end, when they stay there, because spine core is a neuromuscular reeducation brace, they will hold the correction, which not with our rigid braces, we don't do that, but will hold a correction. And now if you take that x-ray back to the surgeon and don't say anything, just say, what do you think? They're going to say, oh, physical therapy or hard brace or something. She doesn't need surgery. So we just saved that child from surgery. That's right. <clears throat> so um, it, going back to curve classifications and types of scoliosis, um, as an adolescent, it matters. As an adult, it matters where it started, but then you treat adults differently than adolescents. They do not get the same treatment. And I see that everywhere. I'm seeing it always. Hey, we're gonna do this kind of treatment with you whether you're an adult or an adolescent. Adults really need to be careful because a lot of adults have 40, 50 degree thoracic curves that are very strong and stable at say 50 years old. They're strong, they're stable curves. They've got the sternum, they've got the, the, the rib ribs, cades, yeah. they, they've, they've got the vertebra, and they got hard bone. So it's extremely stable. So if you try to overcorrect that and promise, say, hey, we'll get your 50 down to 40, you could be damaging ligaments, loosening ligaments, and really all you're changing at that point is the disc space, right? right? And we've seen that with all of those <clears throat> intensive programs that promise. Yeah, that the two week, eight, you, yeah. you traction someone out for for two weeks, eight hours a day, you're going to change soft tissue. Right. But those patients, it's not just, it's just, it's not just that it doesn't work, but it can make them worse. Well, so we've if you, seen a lot of adults get worse. Right. So if you overtreat an an adult scoliosis, their spine can come, can come, uh, can collapse right. and get worse over time. So that's a, that's dangerous and you got to be very careful with how you treat them. Right. Um, so again, if you can look at, you know, let me go back real quick. I will go back to a, uh, 
I saw an x-ray <clears throat> this week. They brought it uh, x-ray in from the hospital. And it was from the neck, the clavicles down. And it had a right curve and a left curve. So a right thoracic, left lumbar, you know. And so they made a hard brace for her to treat that right thoracic curve. And as you did the exam, we looked at them. This is what I mean by doing exams are very important, right? So as I did the exam, I noticed that the left scapula was high. Well, that doesn't happen in a right thoracic curve. The right scapula goes high. So I noticed the left was high, which indicates there's an upper curve. Right. They it wasn't even on the x-ray. Yeah. It cut off on the x-ray. And so she had an upper curve that had more deformity. The genetic insult was actually there, and that's what needed to be treated. They were missing the boat completely. Well, they didn't even see it, right? They didn't even <laughs> see it, right? And, and so, again, big mistake for that child. Yeah. Fortunately, she couldn't wear the hard brace they made for her. So mom got on the internet and started searching and looking and found, found spine core, which is the only brace that we can treat that upper curve with. Yeah. You can use a, a Milwaukee brace, but then you have rods all the way up yeah. to the chin, I don't right? I see many kids mm -hmm. wanting that. <laughs> now, most of our calls, when, you, when, when somebody's in a Milwaukee brace, parents usually say that the, they don't even get to the parking lot. <laughs> So before true. they're Googling scoliosis treatment and trying to find something yeah. different. We usually right? hear the words barbaric. It's so barbaric, right. <laughs> and so, but spine core can pull that shoulder down and it can derotate the lower curve as well. It can protect even the third curve down below. We can do so much with this brace and we custom fit it as long as you know how the brace works. Again, I always say that's the downside with spine core is the you've got to be, experience. the level of experience is, is incredibly important and you know um well, i think I, that's a good point too just to to just interject for a minute because you know we get so many calls we have offices throughout the country and we get lots of calls from all over <clears> the country <throat> and there are times with certain cases where we may not send somebody to a doctor that's the closest geographically mm -hmm. because of the level of experience and it's hard for a patient to understand, well, wait, I've got an office right down the street. Yeah, it depends and on the case, right? And case, so, right? so we always feel that, you know, I look at it like this. I say, you and I have been doing spine core, and we only do scoliosis. It's not a side business for us. Right. It's the only business we do. If, if they're not a scoliosis patient, they don't walk in our door. Where you see all these other doctors are doing other things, and it's a kind of a side business for them. Mm -hmm. And so... I can understand it. A, a, a real easy curve, a real simple curve, um, a lot of these offices can take care of, and it's not a problem. But if your child has a serious curve or a difficult curve and a serious scoliosis, high risk of progression, premenses, all kinds of issues and problems, it's hard for us to know that maybe that person's not experienced enough and try to get them uh, to understand you know, maybe make the trip. Yeah. Maybe make the trip and see us because we're, we're going to do a better job. And, um, and so we try to train and train and train and train these doctors. And every doctor that I know that treats scoliosis has good intentions, Absolutely. right? And, and they all care uh, about their patients. And we've got some great doctors on our staff uh, around the country. 
Um, uh, but again, I, I think if I was calling an office, I want the best. If that's my child, I want the best. Yeah, and there are certain cases that these doctors just haven't seen before because it is all we do. So we get a lot of the people that have very complicated cases, Correct. people in wheelchairs, people who've had all sorts of different traumas or Problems. And they're different. They're not just your basic. SpineCore's got a great system. They've got a great software. You can plug in all the data on the exam that you find, and it'll pull up a classification, and then it'll give you brace fitting instructions. And a lot of doctors go by that brace fitting instruction because they don't really understand the brace. Um, we've been doing it so long. We 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 do our exam, but the the fitting is based on the X-ray. It's a custom fit, right? Mm -hmm. It's based on the X-ray and the posture. Exactly. And um, so it, extremely important the level of experience when using spine core or treating any scoliosis i don't care who you are you need yeah you know it's the same with a surgeon right um you don't want a surgeon this is your first one this is your you know you've done 10. right no i want the guy that's done 500. right you know well, we've done thousands we've been doing this for you know 30 years so we've done thousands and thousands of braces. We've seen everything. I remember even the first five years, I was make you know make those mistakes because you don't really understand exactly. And there's got to be a learning curve. Everybody's got to get to that <laughs> learning curve. It just is what it is. So fortunately, with our clinics and our offices around the country, we can still co-manage cases as well, right? So we often have them send us pictures in the brace and the X-ray, and then right. we can make a suggestion and see what the doctor thinks. So can we cut that right there? So if you or anyone in your family has scoliosis and you'd like to see if we can help you, visit our website, scoliosisfix.com. You'll find all of the numbers on how to reach us as well as an opportunity to upload any images you have. We'll call you on the phone. We're happy to provide a free consultation to let you know if we can help.